Two guys who love talking about a game within a game in association with Fantasy Football Scout. I'm Peterson. I'm Andrew. And this is FPL Sidenet. Hello, managers. We are recording this on Thursday night, November the 9th. And as always, I'm joined by my man, Andrew, who has been known to launch the odd rant like Mikel Arteta. Andrew, it's a disgrace. The outcome is the disgrace. <laughs> was Arteta talking about uh, like the VAR performance or our FPL game weeks? Because I know my FPL game week was an absolute disgrace. <laughs> yeah. I think he was maybe talking about his own FPL team. Um, <laughs> but he speaks for all of us. He he does. It, it sort of seemed to be like the real exclamation mark on just an absurd game week that just can't be properly explained. No, you're right. It can't be explained. Like that last game, just when we thought it couldn't get any worse, that last game, the Spurs oh, my dear. game. <laughs> oh. oh, Lordy. I, I can tell you as a Chelsea fan watching that up against, what were we up against? Nine men? And yep. worried that we would not actually score a goal because Raheem Sterling and Nicholas Jackson could not time their runs. <laughs> yeah, didn't Sun nearly equalize? Yes. Yeah, he did. He did. And Eric Dyer, oh. well, Eric Dyer equalized, but luckily for one of the 4,000 VAR calls from that game, it was, it was offside. It was a very long game. It was a very long game. It was a long game. I felt like I aged a lot in that game. And... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it started off so badly for you as well. Like five minutes after five minutes, down one nil. Yeah. At that point, you wouldn't have been very confident. No, I was like, well, this is gonna be really bad, but that that things actually improved. And and then yeah. I mean, we we know how the rest of the rest of the game went, but yeah, there was yeah. so many managers like FPL-wise heading into that game going, look, I've got double Spurs, I've got triple Spurs. Um, this guy, what I'm could go wrong? Good. Yeah, what could what could possibly what could possibly go wrong? It, yeah. yeah, narrator, everything went wrong. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, can you imagine having double defense, having Romero and your doggy? Yeah, I've seen the odd team that had both and both copying yeah. minus fours. Oh. Oofed. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, it takes oh, I mean, a... I... No, I was just going to say, like, what the fuck was that game week? Honestly, like, I cannot even... <laughs> like, I cannot even believe it happened. It, it takes a special kind of, like, FPL manager to get a score as, as low as what some of us got. Like, I got 19 points. I don't think I could actually get 19 points in a game week if I tried. Yeah, hundred percent. Like you could just have like a monkey at a typewriter, just picking random players, and you could expect them to score more than that many points. Yeah, well, it's yeah. Just, it's, yeah. it's unbelievable. Yeah, it, like, it's actually embarrassing how much effort we put into this thing, and then you come out with like nineteen points. Like anyway, uh, but you well, weren't I, the worst. I saw a lot worse than you. 
Yeah, there there was there was a lot worse than me out there, but um, I saw that the average for the game week was thirty two points. Which, by the way, who the who the fuck's getting thirty two points? This I want to know yeah. who got thirty two points this game week. No one I know, like <laughs> nobody. It's a like, lie. It's a oh, shame. That, so that was the average. I say my you know my air quote marks, but apparently, according to official FPL, it was the lowest average score since game week twenty eight. Of the 21-2022 season. Um, do you know how many fixtures were in that match that week? It was a blank game week. Um, I was gonna say, I'm guessing it was less than 10. Yeah, it was four games. <laughs> oh <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, so that, that just if, has that there just ever been a lower was. full round? Has there ever been a lower average for a full game week? Jeez, I don't know. I'm not too sure. Probably not. Probably, Probably not, not, yeah. Yeah. I mean like I've been playing this game for 16 years. I don't remember a week like it. I really don't. Yeah, like everyone blanked. And it, it says the type of game week that it was because the only registered forwards in the game that actually got a return. So here's the holy trifecta that you needed in your FPL sides. You needed more pay. You needed yep. Archer from Sheffield United yep. and you needed Nicholas Jackson for his hat-trick, who's now essential. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, Jackson is essential. I don't think I've ever, I, I never thought I'd ever hear anyone say the words more pay is essential or you needed more pay. Sorry. Yeah. I've never heard that before. Just just shows how how bad it was. But yeah, I, I, I know you mentioned there was a few out there that, that had much worse game weeks. And I saw um, as finished up with um, from FPL chat box, finished up with 11 points. Um, uh, black box. Uh, from Black Box, sorry. Um, yeah, yep. finished up with eleven points, which is, yeah, I, I, I yeah, I thought my game yep. week was bad, but it's special, and unfortunately, I, you know, that city game, you know, we all thought it was going to be a monster score, didn't we? That that game, like we all thought. Oh, I said big... I said six nil on the you did pod say last six week. You, yeah, I, I was close. I forgot that Edison always concedes one. I just I did forget that. Yeah, just for a minute. Well, it turned out it was the Doku show. So we all need we all needed Doku. Here we were captaining Harlan like absolutely like chumps. Like we need like chumps. Like a chump. <laughs> and didn't didn't you want to use Doku as your um differential last week? Yeah, you wouldn't you. let me. Yeah. You wouldn't let me. You said, Oh, I've already used it. I was like, Well, I haven't used it. <laughs> anyway, that's fine. That's my, fine. My- I'm obviously I'm not bitter, so don't worry about it. I was going to say, like the English cricket team, you could take it as a moral victory if you like. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Well, if you want to win cricket games like that, Pete, then you know that's a matter for yourself. But it's that's in the not spirit. How I wanna... It's all about the spirit of the game, Andrew. The spirit of the game, damn it. <laughs> that's it. That's it. Uh, but anyway. but talking about Doku, I um I, I saw you know for those that were following on on um Twitter during the game week that Adam from the Above Average Show, a fantastic show, he actually transferred out. Doku, Trippier, and um, James Ward-Prowse for Foden, Simicast, and Sobersly, which was a minus eight, by the way, to make those yep. moves, uh, and finished up with a negative 35-point swing um, because of the, the Doku haul. <laughs> oh, can you imagine? Like, it just having Doku would have made his game week, and he's just... Yeah. Oh, he's really yeah. done himself a mischief there, hasn't he? Yeah, the point, but I mean, he did laugh about it on his show. But the kicker was also he had um he had Palmer on his bench. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, and they recorded their show before the Chelsea game, so yeah, yeah, yeah. And they were yeah, I know. And it was it was already like painful to listen to, and 
yeah, knowing what knowing what was to come made it even worse. Oh, absolutely um, terrible for them. But yeah, I mean, I mentioned the Harlem blank. So yeah, I mean, it was a, I actually got up. That game kicked off at two a.m. So I I got up. I was like, I want to get up for the Erling Harlem masterclass and watch the points rain down on me. And yeah, nothing, nothing in the first half. And then the, as the teams come out for the second half, the commentators saying, oh, we're hearing where that Erling Haaland won't be returning after picking up an injury. And I literally, I turned off the TV right there and then I'm like, I'm going to bed. I don't want to watch Alvarez absolutely destroy me, which yeah, didn't happen. Yeah. Oh, so funny. So funny. Oh, man. I, I, um, I woke up. I didn't see the game. I woke up. And I looked at the score six one, and I was yeah. like, "Oh well, that's pretty good." Like Harlan's gonna like, rub your hands together, like here we go. <laughs> <laughs> well, it wasn't even because, like, I don't think you even gain that much from Harlan anyway. But I, I suppose his EO was lower than it has been in the past. Yeah. So yeah, I, w- I guess I was um, a little bit excited to see how many uh, how many goals he got, and less excited when I found out the answer was zero. <laughs> it was one point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Absolutely brutal. Uh but. Yeah, FPL Twitter was really interesting on the Sunday because there was a there was a lot of smugness on FPL Twitter on the Sunday from people that a didn't own Harland uh, and b didn't captain him and went for Salah and like people yep. were dancing in the street like it was the return of Jesus Christ or something because they thought that they were going to absolutely smash smash the the Harland owners but. Never count your chickens before they patch people because you look like fucking idiots. <laughs> yeah, well, that's the thing. That, that, it annoys me so much when people see something like that happen. Oh, Harland came off injured at halftime, didn't score a goal in a 6-1 win, and then they prance around like acting like it was a foreseeable outcome. Look how clever I was for yeah. not having Harland. No, mate, you wanted Harland. You didn't have him. You got lucky. <laughs> Yeah, but I, yeah, I, I did. I did enjoy a lot of the the smugness from people, like literally banking their their seller points before anything yeah. had even kicked off, and then you end up looking like a bit of a fool. So yeah, yeah. just show a bit of humility out there, people. Until at least until your players are played and hauled, then, then knock yourself like, out. But yeah, not until the game week's done. Yeah, can you be arrogant? Like you, you never know when you're going to get <laughs> minus eight from your last two players in the game week. You just <laughs> shut up until the game week is done. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah, that uh, that made me that made me laugh quite a bit. But um, you know the reason why Salah blanked, yeah? Um, no. Go on. I brought him into my side for the game week. That's of course, <laughs> you you broke him. <laughs> What's the opposite of the minus touch? Like yeah. the death kneel or something like that. That that's yeah. that's me this season. That's you. That's you. Although, mm. like, yeah, Luton's not an easy ground to go to. You know, like it's um, you know, it's the it's like narrow. It's the narrowest field. Yeah. In the whole Premier League, so teams that haven't been there before. It's pretty difficult to adjust, and you know, like, there just wasn't there just wasn't any space. There wasn't yeah. any space for Salah. Mm. So, yeah, hopefully, Darwin know. didn't put the ball in any of the um, apartment building windows. <laughs> yeah, definitely. That's definitely a candidate for like a yeah, like a broken window, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, he's. Oh, what's a what's a make of of that? But it just yeah, summarizes the game week. But yeah, there was also a bit of controversy in the Arsenal Newcastle game. So um, just a smidge, just just a little bit. Um, so I'm not sure if Arteta was more upset about potentially the ball being out 
the potential offside or the potential foul in the box. But I think I think basically it was just the foul in the box, wasn't it? Because you can't really tell the ball went out. No. Uh, people who here, – here's another pet hate of mine. Like people <laughs> who share a still image on Twitter of like green grass between the edge of the ball and the line, like the ball's a fucking rectangle. It's not. Yeah. <laughs> it's a you, We don't know. Yeah. <laughs> It is a sphere. So, but here's the ball is like, right. I, here's, here's my, here's my thing. Like call me an idiot. I might be an idiot, but can they not use the same technology that they use for offsides to see if the ball is out? Because is it not true that sometimes they measure the offside line from the ball? Um, because if you're if the if the attacker is behind the ball, they're on the side, right? So sometimes yeah. they use the ball as the as the line. So could they not draw a line against the ball and then see if that line is in or out versus the byline? Yeah, I think in that instance it's a bit hard because it's on like the other side rather than being out on like the side where the goals are. It's a little bit tricky because yeah. the ca- the cameras are facing across the field. Yeah, I don't know. I, I just feel know. like it's. I feel like it's something that they should be able to do, but obviously they can't. Mm. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't really think the. I think that there's a decent chance the ball was in, and I think I'm absolutely fine with that part of it. But the, um, as you say, like the push in the back, like that just has to be a foul. Yeah, you think so? <laughs> yeah, like he's 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 actually he's actually pushed him like at the top of the back slash the neck. So that there's no way that he can head the ball. Yeah, you know, like he's literally like, he's like you're dunking your sister in the pool. Like he's like fully just <laughs> pushed his, his. Yeah, I don't know, man. That's that, that's a straight up foul. That that goal had to be disallowed. But anyway, what do you do? Mm, yeah, what do you do? But um, anyway, let's let's touch on. I mean, it was a while ago now because we're recording on Thursday night. But your side, you finished up with 29 points, which is bad, but yep. it's much better than me. Yeah, it's you um, won the game week. <laughs> I yeah I actually yeah ten points more than you that's a lot isn't it that's a smashing. Um, I still had a red arrow. I, I went from about I think five hundred and eighty k to about five uh, six hundred and twenty five k. Um, so I had a bit of a red arrow, but um, yeah, I got returns from three players, which I think is more than a lot of people I've seen. So I got oh yeah uh, five points from Gay here. I got six points from Matoma, which is potentially one of the luckiest <laughs> own goal assists I've yeah. literally ever seen in my life. Um, and I got seven points from Bowen. So um, it's it's quite funny because like last week, Bowen and Matoma were starting to look like problems. And thank God that I still have them because they're the only thing this week that wasn't a problem. Yeah. So well, well done there. But yeah, game week rank of 6 million. So I, I should mention though, that I do have 19 points on the bench. So I've got as many points on the bench as you scored. You do. <laughs> yeah, which it's is depressing. It's not ideal, but anyway. So I had nine points from Archer and nine points from Lascelles on the bench. So what could have been? But I was mm. never going to start either of those players, so it doesn't really bother me too much. Mm. Unfortunately, you got Burn there, who looks like he's going to be out for a while too. Yes. He's... Uh, He's gonna be he's gonna be a problem. He's uh he's someone that I need to make a plan for, I think. Mm, burn notice. So um yeah, yeah t- twenty-nine points for you. Like I mentioned, nineteen points for me, which takes a special kind of what the hell to, to get a score like that. <laughs> and my only return was Matoma. So um yeah, my my two free transfers, which I rage transferred at the start of last week, 
If yep. you'll remember, I transferred out Trippier, who got nine points, and Luis Diaz, who decided to score a goal. So I did not expect Diaz to to play, um, considering his situation. But yeah, all I had to do yeah. was wait one more week to go no Salah, and I might have made a gain. But anyway, hundred yeah. <laughs> percent. Finally, the other the other Liverpool attackers covered Salah. Yeah, I was justified. And you weren't, you <laughs> weren't there to enjoy it. I just <laughs> didn't reap any of the awards there. But yeah, 19 points. A yeah. game week rank of 9.8 million. And yes, another 666,000 drop in rank. So I'm currently sitting at 2.3 million. So um, oh. I'm, I'm tempted to just outsource my team to see what can happen. But I've sort of changed my thinking at the moment with FPL yep. where I'm not worried about my overall rate because I know it's it's garbage. I'm fo- I'm going old school. I'm literally focusing all my energy on winning my mate's mini league, mini league because yep. um, my mate Armit, who has won manager of the week on this show before, is kicking my butt this season. And the banter from him is relentless. So <laughs> the only it's saving unbearable. grace was that he had Romero in his side this week. So I, I quite enjoyed him getting hauled off <laughs> with the minus oh, four. That's, that's so funny. Yeah, look, yes. I, I still think it's pretty early. And like, like you you can climb, you know, well into the top, you know, 500K like very quickly. You could be you could be top 500K within a couple of weeks. Honestly, you could. Or I could be 4 million. <laughs> That is another option that's available to you. <laughs> that's the more likely option, the way this yeah. season has gone. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But anyway, uh, yeah, it, as you said a couple of weeks ago, it's pretty much been the hardest season I can remember. Yeah, oh, it's yeah, been absolute, absolute shit show this this season. It's but, been absolute trash. But anyway, uh, anyway, everyone's everyone seems to be in the same boat because yeah, I mean, it, it, we've had this a few times this season where we've had players in our sides that they've all all returned in like the one week and then all the other popular assets have all returned as well. So it's really hard to make the gains. And then we've had a game week like we've had where all the popular assets blanked. And so it's not, it's a bit hard to really make gains. It's, I I just, I can't remember a season that fluctuates so much like this. Like our sides that got 19 and 29 could easily get like, you know, 80 or 90 next game week. I'm looking at I'm looking at my team this game week. I'm like, this is a big game week coming up. This is yeah. a, this is like I'm talking 70, 80, 90 points. Yeah. Like yeah. on, on paper, it. it looks good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. In theory, communism works. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So oh we'll we'll see what happens right. there with with yep. um with our teams. But uh what we might do is we might take a quick break and then on the other side of this, we're gonna preview. Um, a big game week 12 coming up. Okay, managers, welcome back. And yeah, looking ahead to game week 12. So it's a, it's a standard fixture setup for game week 12. So that means a 10 p.m. FPL deadline for us here on the Eastern Seaboard in Australia. And kicking things off, Wolves. Spurs, will there be anyone left to play for Spurs because they have no defense heading into this game? Yeah, no. And there's, yeah, so I'm thinking their defense is going to be what Davies playing center back, Royale, Royale, left, <laughs> Eric Dyer, Poro right? Eric Dyer, yeah. So Davies, Dyer, Royale, and Poro. Yeah. Um, and then like Madison seems to be a huge doubt. Apparently, he didn't train 
today. Okay. You know, and we're already at like Thursday. Um, uh, so yeah. And then I guess, yeah. So it's, I mean, that's the early game too. So it doesn't, doesn't give us a lot of time for, you know, us Madison owners to, you know, have him recover for us. Yeah. I wonder because it's the first game, I wonder if we might get any leaks for Spurs heading into the, the deadline, which might make things a little bit easier for us to navigate. Yeah, absolutely. I hope so. I think I, I won't be. I'll, I'll be coming up with some contingency plans for my yeah. team because there's a few different positions. Like as you mentioned, I've got Dan Byrne who's injured. <laughs> um, you know, do I do something about him this week? Do I, you know if Madison's out? Do I do something about him? Do I just roll a transfer and then use my bench? Um, I'm not going to make that decision. I don't think until quite close to the deadline. Yeah. Yeah, it's a tricky one yeah. too, especially heading into the international break. Like, it's yeah, yeah, it's because you you don't want to be too rash getting rid of injured players um, when they're very likely to be back straight after the international break. You know, sometimes yeah. like just a sometimes like a small niggly injury can actually be a blessing in disguise going into an international break because you don't get sent away to your country and you get like a full two weeks rest. Yeah. Um. So you know, sometimes. Sometimes that can work in your favor. So if you if you, one of your players is only going to miss a week, like if Madison's only going to miss a week, do you want you know do you want to get rid of him, lose team value that you built up in him, or lose you know value that you built up in him, and then only to have him back for the next game week? Yeah, yeah, it's a yeah. that's a really tricky one there. But yeah, no Van de Ven who did his did his hammy really badly too. Um, yeah, he was, when he was sprinting and yeah, Udogi suspended for three games. Ramirez suspended for three games. Um, yeah, Madison. He's just know. one game, isn't he? Oh yes, just one game. Sorry, because it was he's two, two yellows. yellows. He yeah, yeah. he didn't get the red card that he deserved in the first half. No, <laughs> no, he didn't. <laughs> but yeah, I wonder if Wolves might be smelling a bit of blood here with this game. But that, yeah. yeah, Spurs are very vulnerable, that's for sure. But um, yeah, they are. I suppose they've also got they've also got no Richarlison, mm-hmm. right? So if the, um, so I guess we know it's they've got Brennan Johnson. Yeah. Um, and Sun seems to be fine, and I guess Kulosevsky on the right, but they really don't have much depth this game, do they? Yeah, I wonder if Benton Kerr might might start this game. I mean, he's pretty important for them and has looked good yep. when he's been back yep. out on the pitch. But yeah, I wonder if it's a bit too early for him to be playing from the start because he's only just come back from injury. But yeah, we'll have to wait and see yeah, what Big they... Ange does. Yeah, it's exactly right. It'd be very, it's intriguing this one. But having said all of that, what do you think is going to actually happen in this game? Because Wolves haven't been um, that great either, have they? They they haven't. And I mean, even even with nine players, Spurs still managed to carve out a couple opportunities. Like we yep. saw, you mentioned before, Sun like nearly equalised at you know before Chelsea went you know three one up at that stage, and he was he was through on goals and just you know. Didn't put it in, didn't tuck it away. But I mean, they're still going to create opportunities and at least they'll be starting a game with 11 players. (laughs) Yeah. It's really just defensively that that I'm concerned about. Yeah. Um, Yeah. But yeah. So, but yeah, I agree with you. Yeah. Losing those center backs will be really hard. But yeah, I wonder wonder what Ange has up his sleeve. I wonder if um, the Hoiberg might be playing, but we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. We'll he tends see. to slow things down quite a bit. But um, Arsenal hosts Burnley in the first of the 2 a.m. fixtures, and Arsenal had a win against Sevilla 
this morning. But the big FPL news coming out of that was Bakayo Saka, who was on absolute fire before he hobbled off injured. So he had an assist and he scored a goal against Sevilla. But then I, I watched it back and it looked like a real innocuous like landing on his ankle. It didn't look like he rolled his ankle. Maybe he just jarred it or something, but he yeah. did he did try to run it off. And he came back on, tried to run it off, and sort of realized, nah, he probably needs to come off. But the yeah. ironic thing was, as he was coming off, the referee told him, no, you have to leave from the other end of the field. <laughs> so instead of just being able to walk straight off the pitch to the bench, the referee sent him the opposite direction because that was technically the closest exit. And so oh. Saka and the physio had to like limp all the way around the pitch <laughs> back to the bench, which... Jorginho oh, okay. was not happy about it. Jorginho was like screaming at the referee and he copped a yellow card for it, which makes perfect perfect sense. Like he's clearly injured. He's not just trying to waste time. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I think Arteta said after the game that he thought he just got a kick and he should be fine. But, you know, we can't really trust Arteta, can we? No, no, he's a liar, liar, pants on fire. We can't trust him at all. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> He's a disgrace. Absolutely smoking. <laughs> yeah, he's a disgrace. Oh, funny. Yeah, but um, yeah, good good signs for Arsenal. That Trossard with the goal, and he's one of those players that you always get when there's injuries. You go, ooh, wouldn't mind Trossard. And then it's the type yeah. of game where oh, Trossard's on the bench. <laughs> I'll have a bit of Trossard. Yeah, I, honestly, I think um, I think he is good for a start though, isn't he? Because you think so? Yeah, there's no because Enkedi is flagged too. So if Enkedi is injured and Jesus is injured, then surely Trossard starts. You'd think so. I mean, he all he can do is do what he does, and that's score goals when when he plays. So, and would that mean potentially Martinelli playing up the middle? Uh potentially. Yeah, Martinelli was good today, actually. So yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, if um, yeah, like if it's if there's no Enkedi and no Jesus, would it be him that? Yeah, poss- sort of possibly. Yeah, interesting. Okay. Mm. I'll keep that in the back of my mind. Let's keep although yeah, I think Trossard playing as like a you know false nine probably works better than Martinelli playing that. I think you want his pace out wide, but yeah, who knows yeah. what Arteta's gonna do there. But um Palace hosting Everton. So I mean you've had a bit of joy with your Palace defenders with Gahey getting you a juicy five points last game week and Everton are in form, so this on paper... Five points was a lot last game week. Yeah, on paper, this fixture is probably a little bit harder than it looks for Crystal Palace. Yeah. Oh, they're they're pretty solid defensively at home, though, aren't they? They are. They are, but Everton have turned a corner, so proper, proper dice ball. Yeah, yeah, and Calvert-Lewin looks like he's coming back to... Maybe some form of reliable fitness. Which means he's about one game away from another injury. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Uh, Yeah, I I don't know. I still do like the chances of this being like a 1-0 type. Could be like a 1-0 type Palace game. Or it could be one all. I can see that too. Yeah, it definitely doesn't scream goals. No. No, no. Mm. But no one's got attacking assets from either of these teams. So, um that's fine. I don't think too many people are back on Eze yet. Yeah, not yet. But um, the next fixture is um, Homer Prices Club close cover, Man United hosting Luton. So United losing in dramatic circumstances, uh, 4-3 away in um, Copenhagen this morning um, up against Luton. So, I mean, a lot of dead man walking 
um, rumors about Eric Ten Hag at the moment, but yep. you think that United have enough quality to get past Luton, but what does Harry Maguire have in store? <laughs> no idea, but you know what? Like I look at this game and I think I just I wish I had Bruno. Yeah, I'm the same. Like, I'm the same. He's oh, a I sneaky. He's a sneaky little captain shout. This game, I reckon. Yeah, I mean, he even he scored a penalty this morning as well in the Champions League. He, he's like the yeah. only reliable asset from that team. I, I know in the past in FPL you could always get a player from a bad team if they keep returning, but yeah, yeah. I, I feel like the only way Bruno will get the return is if he does everything himself or they win a penalty. Yeah. Which is basically what's been happening in the last couple of games. It happened <laughs> against Fulham, happened, <laughs> <laughs> happened against Copenhagen. Yeah, so, yeah. Mm. Home to Luton, that is a that's juicy. Like, I um, I, I'm I would never bring in a Man United player at this time. No, but if you, but if I had one, I'd be very happy about it mm. for this yeah, week I at mean, least. Uh, we saw Rashford was dropped for the Fulham game because, well, apparently he was, I don't know. Injured, but he might have also been disciplined because he had a birthday party. Um, yeah, yeah. Although he, he may had... be back in Ten Hag's bad books because he did get a red card. A little bit, a little bit, a little bit rough to get get a red card this morning, I must say. But he yeah, was. I don't. I'm not he sure. Was that, sent off. I'm not sure that Ten Hag's going to hold that against him because that was a bit of a an odd one, wasn't it? It was. It was a little bit. But yeah, it's yeah. Ten Hag. He, I think he tends to get aggrieved about a lot of things. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. His blacklist think, um, is growing, by the way. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, Varane was on the blacklist, but I think he, he was forced to um, bring Varane on today, wasn't he? Yeah. Johnny yeah. Johnny Evans went off injured. Who would have thought? 400-year-old so um, Johnny Evans. <laughs> yeah, so, so that tactical experiment of Johnny Evans being picked over Varane has is, uh, is ended. Oh, absolutely. But, um, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's a really weird game because it's one of those games where if you've got got a Bruno, yeah, you you have him in, but you, you, like you want to get him in for this game, but at the same time, you don't really want to be investing in United because it just feels no. like an absolute shit show. No, that's why I say if you've got if you've got one, then fantastic. But yeah. I I wouldn't invest new in United. Mm, but anyway, the next fixture is the Eddie Howe Derby, Bournemouth Newcastle. So yes, the um, Callum Wilson Derby. Callum Wilson derby, the Ryan Fraser derby. Um, not that he yep. actually plays, um, but an interesting game because Newcastle getting humbled in Dortmund two 0 and their Champions League qualification hopes um, resting on the, on the brink there. But um, I don't know. I, I still think that Newcastle, even with Burn injured, and I mean, I think they only had like. A, 13 fit outfield, like regular outfield players heading into that that yeah. Dortmund game. And we saw Livermento playing in the front three the other day. Yeah, too. Livermento played like right on the in the yeah, right of the right front, wing. front three. And then Lewis Hall played um, He played left back, I think. Did he? Yeah, okay. Yeah. I thought he played I thought he played right back and then they moved Trippier to the other side. No, oh, I can't yeah, I can't remember. Anyway, yeah, because mm. I thought that because Trippier usually plays right back, correct? Yeah, yes, yes. I'm, I, I'm pretty in sure the, in the league game against Arsenal, um, yeah, when Livramento came on, yeah, he played. I think he played on the right, and then yeah, Trippier switched over to the and then left. Trippier switched to the left. Yeah, so 
Yeah, I'm not sure if I'm not sure to be honest if they did this, a similar thing um, in the Champions League. But it will be very interesting to see if that if they persist with that. If mm. if they want to play like Livramento or um, Hall on the right and then put um, Trippier on the left, because that probably does slightly diminish the appeal of Trippier if you own him. Yeah, but also we don't know the striking options for Newcastle because um, surprise, surprise, Callum Wilson did pick up an injury against yep. Dortmund and Isaac um, wasn't available for the game either. So, yeah. And Isaac's not going to be available, I don't think, until after the international break. Well, um, I doubt I doubt that Callum Wilson's going to be available um, because he generally doesn't play midweek and then and on the weekend anyway. So it was, it was almost inevitable that he was going to come up with some sort of injury. And so it could be Aaron Gordon. Yeah. Possibly out of position, yeah. 5.6 for, for Newcastle. Poss- yeah, it could be. Yeah, maybe we'll I've never seen Almiron play through the middle. Yeah, I've never seen him play through there either. But yeah, I wonder what, what yeah. Eddie's got in store. But I, you'd still think Newcastle could knock off Bournemouth. No, I, I, I definitely think that Newcastle will comfortably <laughs> knock off Bournemouth. I'm just, I like, I'm not a like, I'm not a Gordon owner, but if I was, I'd be very excited about owning him this week. Yeah, yeah, it so. is. Um, it's a Good prospect there, but um, Villa hosting Fulham. So, yeah, Villa getting humbled by Forrest um, last weekend, but this game at home, like Villa at home are just such a different prospect of what they are yep. away, and you think the goals are coming for this game. The goals are definitely coming for this game. I think we talked about it last time Villa played at home that they score at least three goals. They've scored at least three goals in every single home game this season, mm. um, and there's absolutely no way that changes this week. Like they're going to score three or four against Fulham. Yeah. Um, they'll probably concede one. So I don't think we can expect a Maddie Cash clean sheet. No. Um, Martinez will find a way to throw the ball into his own net. And, um, <laughs> Goalkeeper of the year. <laughs> yeah. Still hung over, obviously, from celebrating <laughs> that award with Rashford, maybe. But um, yeah, no, I, I, I am, I'm very um, comfortable owning. Ollie Watkins in this game. Yeah. Um, and I'm pretty comfortable owning Matty Cash as well in terms of attacking returns, but not very confident of a clean sheet. I never am with Villa. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, Villa have a Europa League game tomorrow morning. So it'll be, at least we'll be able to see team news um, for that fixture. But um, that should yeah. shed some. How, some... how are they going in their group? Like, do they need to play like a f- very strong team tomorrow? Um, they're doing pretty good. I, they did get a win the last game. I'm just having a quick look at the Europe League group. Bear with me. Making good for great podcast right now. So they are playing um, RZ. That's right. They're playing RZ Alkmaar tomorrow oh, morning. Oh, did they play them last time? Yeah, they did. So now they've, yeah. they've got to play them again in the, the, in the next league. But they're currently sitting second in the group. Um, but they're equal points with um, Legia Warszawa from Poland at the top there. So, okay. um, right. yes. Yeah, so they probably will play a pretty strong team. Yeah, I, I dare say they they'll play a, a strong team. Spe- yeah, especially at home against one of the top teams in in the group. I, yeah. I think um, Emery will want to play play strong side. So yeah, hopefully they get the goals early and we see our our popular assets come off for a nice little break. Well, at least they don't have to travel as well. I think that's pretty important. Yes, true. That that does help. So that pro- that probably yeah. helps um, the prospect of yeah players like Watkins and Cash and 
all the big names probably playing um, in that game as well. All right, next is Brighton against Sheffield United. And some FPL news that may come of interest is Stupinian could be back on the menu. The Purvis is back. Ooh, makes me nervous not owning Purvis. <laughs> it does, doesn't it? <laughs> does, well, it does. Our, we get our Jamie Matoma points. Yeah, absolute game week 11 hauler Matoma. Um, well, I wonder if you're playing the they're playing yeah they're playing in Amsterdam against Ajax tomorrow morning. So I wonder if we might see a Stupinan in the squad for that game. Yeah, probably a few minutes off the bench. I'd say. Mm. Yeah, I'm going to make a bold prediction. Ooh. I think that Brighton might get their first clean sheet of the season this week. No way, they can't keep clean yeah. sheets. Well. I think one might be coming. <laughs> <laughs> Although Sheffield have Archer, I suppose. He, uh, you never know when he's going to pull off a banger outside the box. Have, have you seen the Brighton goalkeepers this season? <laughs> <laughs> I've seen them and I'm not impressed. <laughs> Neither of them having good seasons. I'm sure they'll uh, find a way to concede. Yeah, honestly, they probably will. But anyway, mm. yeah, they mm. always do. But they should score enough goals. They should score a few in that one. Yeah, you know, it'd be a great game, like considering the the lineup they put out for the Ajax game. If you knew Evan Ferguson was like has a clear run to start, yeah, and like you just had, say you had two transfers and you just wanted to use one for the week, it'd be worthwhile the punt. It would be an excellent punt this week, wouldn't it? Only then to see him benched for Jao Pedro. (laughs) Yeah, hundred percent. You just can you like he's worse than Pep. You just cannot predict it. Yeah. It's funny because when he first started um, managing Brighton, it was actually a really reliable team that you could almost pick the team sheet every week. Like he was known as a manager that didn't rotate. And I think, I don't know what was going on. If he was just, he was just trying to figure out who his strongest 11 were, or I don't know what it was, but all of a sudden towards the end of last season, he just started rotating like to the point of being out of control. And he just, now he's worse than Pep. He's gone full. Yeah, he's gone full circle. I think it comes down to the fixture congestion, though. Like you mentioned, towards the end of last season, he started to do it. And that's when Brian had all those fixtures backlogged. They had like three extra fixtures they had to make up. So suddenly they're yeah. playing twice a week, week in, yeah. week out. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, he obviously – yeah, I mean, he obviously, you know, decided after that that rotation was the way to go because this season he's even kind of rotates the squad when – they're only playing once a week. Like even early in the yeah. season before Europe started, he was he was rotating the squad. So he's yeah, he's sort of changed his philosophy a little bit, I think. Maybe the players' parents have talked to him and he'll say, Look, yeah. if I don't play Jimmy this week, next week Jimmy gets a run. <laughs> That's right. That's right. I, I pay my registration like everyone else. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, Mr. and Mrs. Lalana. I promise he will play next week. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Oh, but um, Liverpool, Brentford. So Liverpool at home, Brentford away. You know, do we see an Embuemo Hall on the cards here? <laughs> Embuemo can score at any time. Like Embuemo, yeah, I can, I can, I can see him scoring. I don't think he'll haul. I can see him returning because Liverpool do sort of play that high line, right? Mm. 
that um, allows, you know, people like Mbomo to run in behind. Um, I still just think the Liverpool, I think their, their defence has improved recently though. And I think they'll just have too much for them. So, um, yeah, could be like a 3-1 kind of job. What do you think? Yeah, possibly. Yeah. Something along those lines. Yeah, we'll talk about captaincy when we get to that part. But yeah, I think Salah captaincy could definitely be one that we consider for this yeah, game. Week. I think he's I think he's definitely going to be the most popular captain option. Mm. Um so very tempting, very tempting. Mm. But yeah, yeah, I think there's quite a few little I think there's quite a few good sneaky options this week though. Yeah. Yeah, there's an opportunity to go outside the box with it, but um yeah, West Ham is. Forest is a Bowen captaincy something you may consider. It it crossed my mind very briefly at one point <laughs> earlier in the in the week, and then I immediately removed it from my mind. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I mean, I'm I'm a very happy Bowen owner going into this game. Uh, I'll be uh, I'll be even happier if Ariola can keep a clean sheet for the first time in his tenure in my team, at least. Oh, I was I was literally about to say we need some West Ham clean sheets because they've only registered one this season. So not good enough yep. for a Moy side. No, not very Moisey at all. No, no. The Moyes boys need to get their act together. And then the, the final game of the weekend before everyone jets off around the world is Chelsea Man City. So at the bridge, Chelsea hot on the heels of that big victory at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and, yeah, City just on the back of another demolition job against Young Boys and and Bournemouth. Yeah. yeah. I mean, speaking of captaincy, like Haaland, he, he wouldn't be a bad captaincy choice either, would he? No, especially, did you see his goal outside the box against Young Boys? It, it was phenomenal. Yeah, see, and he doesn't score that many from outside the box. But that's a couple we've got this season, isn't it? So yeah. Yeah, he's expanding his repertoire. Mm. I mean, we've seen before Harland in the more difficult games, he tends to, you know, rack up the points. But yeah, yeah. I'm, I don't know. I mean, away, on paper, it looks home. like a tough fixture, but maybe in real life, it maybe isn't. I don't think it's, yeah, like I don't think it's that tough. But yeah. when there's that many other attractive looking captain options, you can see why people are going elsewhere. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, could Cole Palmer get another penalty? He's had, he's already put three away this season. He, you know, penalty and an assist the other day against Spurs, twelve points. Yeah, hundred mm. um, percent. They can't just keep getting penalties every week, can they? They can't. But at the moment, they're getting him. <laughs> Although, I, yeah, I mean, I, I said the same thing about Arsenal earlier in the season, and they just kept on getting them. So yeah, yeah. So maybe, maybe. Um, but yeah, I mean, Cole Palmer's a pretty good penalty taker. Like the one that um, he got against Spurs. Um, was it? Yeah, it was against Spurs, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah, that like it was. Even though it was nearly saved, I don't think you can hit a penalty that much better. Like it, it was. It was pretty um powerful, and you know, in Locked the vicinity in. of the corner. Yeah. yeah. So I think the, the the keeper did pretty well to even get a hand on it. Mm, yeah, um, the, so yeah, the, he, the, seems, the to pretty, he seems to be pretty. pretty calm. Yeah, he does. He's very he's very calm under pressure on the spot. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a good quality to have, especially for a young kid in his first season at, at his new team. But um, yep. we very will confident have... for a man with a bowl cut. <laughs> very <laughs> lucky he can play football. But is you know is Poch going to do do the double and you know over Spurs and then over City? So 
Fingers crossed for my sanity. Well, I hope so for your sake, mate. <laughs> well, let's see. But anyway, now it's time for Goodwill Punting, where we look at a differential for the game week. And last week, um, Andrew, you went with John McGinn, which I think I heard Q on the Amateurs of Oz podcast. He was he was talking about this on his podcast uh, this morning. And he was talking about how you went with McGinn for this segment because he'd been talking up McGinn. And yeah, there was a little yeah, bit of inception there. There were, I did give him credit for it because I, yeah, the thing that brought McGinn to my attention was um, being on his show, being on the Amateurs of Oz podcast a few weeks ago. And he, um, yeah, he was talking about like how well he was doing. He, he'd flown under my radar, but he definitely, um, he made me sort of sit up and notice and I picked him last week, but yeah, to no avail, just the, just the two points. Although two points last week is actually a bit of a That's haul, huge. so. Yeah. That's captain. So that's captaincy gonna, material. I'm actually going to count that as a return. So yeah, you can mark that one. <laughs> it's not a negative score or a donut. Well, no. I went with um, Huang He Chan from Wolves. So he managed to get an assist um, in that game. So yep. you've won this round, my friend. I finally, I finally get one. If only I had Huang's five points in my side, that that might have helped me a little bit. Yeah, it would have uh, brought you up to 24, which would have been an absolute monster. <laughs> Maybe I would have had a game week rank of 7 million instead of 9.8, but... Um... <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> anyway, um, so who are you selecting for this week's Goodwill Punting? All right, so the three I've got, I've got Salah home to Brentford as my number one. No, 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 um, Goodwill Punting, is... my friend. No, 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 oh, we're, not, we're not doing a captain by captain yet. Oh my god! I'm so sorry. Let's uh, let, well, don't worry. We'll, we'll we'll edit that out. Spo- spoiler alert! <laughs> All right. What am I doing? I was looking at the wrong. I was looking at the wrong thing. Oh yeah. Okay. I'm actually excited about this. Um, I've gone. We talked about him earlier in the show. I've gone for Trossard. Trossard. Uh, I've gone for Trossard this week. Yeah. I've, I I guess my punt is based on um a bit of an inkling that Enkedia is not going to be fit to play. Yeah, uh, he was. He wasn't. He wasn't fit for the Champions League this morning. So if he's not fit for this week, we know that Jesus is out. So I think Trossard. That pretty much cements Trossard's start. Um, and we know that when Trossard starts, he usually does pretty well. Yeah. Um, and this is pretty much one of the best fixtures you can you can have. Mm. Um, yeah, the Arsenal have got this week. Um, and he scored in the Champions League this morning as well. So obviously, you know, in um in decent form, and yeah, he usually does score when he starts. So I'm going to go with him. I like it. I like it. The the cheap price too of six point five million. So yeah, only one and a half percent owned. So he's a he is a real differential, and yeah, he's a he's not a bad price. Mm, definitely worth a good will punt there. Um, myself, I'm going with Tino Livramento. So four point three million, zero point two percent owned. So yeah, we saw him come off the bench against Arsenal, looked pretty impressive the other day, and then. Yeah, started in the front three against um, Borussia Dortmund. So I'm expecting him to get a, a few more minutes um, this game week, whether or not he'll play on the right or the left. We'll have to wait and see what exactly Eddie Howe has in store. But um, I'm fairly confident he could play in this game. And, yeah, it's a, I mean, on paper, it's a great fixture against Bournemouth. So from a, you know, sure. as an attacking fullback, I think there could be some points there. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I mean, it it does look like a pretty good shout for a clean sheet, despite all their defensive injuries. So, mm. um, and then you add the attacking potential on top of that. So, yeah, I mean, 
you can't you can't argue with that. What's his ownership like? Less than less than one percent. There yeah. you go. I'm sure it's going to be higher than that this week. I think there will be a few transfers in for him. Maybe because um, he's so cheap. Yeah, he's so cheap, and you know he looks like he's likely to start. Mm. Um, and obviously played that very attacking role in the Champions League. So I can see a few people taking a flyer on him, especially if they're you know getting rid of Burn. They've got to find someone to to replace Dan Burn with. He, yeah. he is one of the options that people I think will consider. Mm, yeah, well, that that was my thinking for um, that choice anyway. But now it's time for O oh, Captain, my Captain Andrew. Would you like to tell us now who your captain is? <laughs> <laughs> so my goodwill punting is no. Um, <laughs> yeah, sorry about that. I am going for Salah, mm. um, but I really do think that there is a lot of really good options this week, and yeah. I think that if you're feeling another option, I think that you really can go for it. Um, but yeah, I think Salah home to Brentford is probably the number one choice for me. I think I've gone number two. I've gone Haaland because I I can't feel like this is similar to um, the other week when there was a lot of good captaincy options and everyone ignored Haaland against Man United and then Haaland just did Haaland things against Man United and I feel like this could be a similar type scenario. So yeah, um, I just can't bring myself to not have him in that in the top three options. Um, and then the third option I've put Saka, uh, Saka home to Burn, uh, Burnley, but obviously that is, um, you know, obviously that depends on his fitness and everything, but uh, he, he seemed to be back to his kind of best in the Champions League midweek, didn't he? Yeah, he did. So um, home to Burnley is a fantastic fixture. I, I can see that one being like another 4-0, 5-0, and um, surely he doesn't just get one bodgy assist in, a, in, an, in the next 5-0. Surely he goes a bit bigger than that. Let's hope so um, for, for our sake and that he definitely does play well. Um, like yourself, I've got Salah, um, the Egyptian king, as the top option um, as captain. So I'm excited to actually captain him now that he's back in my side. So that's a good one there. I, the second pick was Trippier against Bournemouth. We've just seen Trippier every week on week just yeah. tick over the big scores and loves bonus points. So, I mean, we, we talked about in – in length before how good that fixture is. So I think that speaks for itself. And then third, I had Hung Min Sun against the Wolves. So yep. um, yeah, that, that was that was my thinking there. But yeah. yeah. The, like I, you I said, there's a lot of good, good options this week. Yeah. I mean, you've you've got Bruno Fernandez, um, you've got even like Ollie Watkins and um yeah. I'm not and, gonna captain you know, him again. <laughs> You say that. You say that. Look, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna captain him, but I also do think that it's a very good fixture for him, and I wouldn't be surprised if he got a double digit haul. So, look, um, I'm just throw, I'm just throwing out a few options. I'm not saying do it. I reckon if Watkins had got a return in like last game week, then the conversation's there. But because he didn't, yeah. you sort of go. Ooh. <laughs> Yeah, no, totally. I I agree with that. It's it's we are like we're very outcome based when we, we make are. decisions, aren't we? Yes, and um, my outcomes are terrible, so hence why my decision making is it's a vicious cycle, Andrew. I have so a shit far. game week, so I try to make good transfers, and then it just go through the whole. It's a yeah. shit carousel, and I want to get off. But anyway, it's time for the FPL side at podcast league update and. League leader is still our good friend of the show, FPL Crisis, Ashley Huben, with 715 points. So, um, yeah, smashing it. 
so many more points than me. <laughs> 715. I know. I'm happy for him, but I'm also sad for me. <laughs> He's taking all that. He, he got he got 33 points, eh? one point above that average of 32. Uh, he just cannot stop, like, gaining points on the field. Like, it's starting to get annoying. <laughs> it is starting to get annoying. And, yeah, looking at his side, um, Ashley has Fer- Evan Ferguson in his side. So what were we saying oh, before about Brighton? One yeah, player that you'd love to have? Yeah, 100%. Like he's That's a huge opportunity to get a whole bunch of differential points this week. Yeah, he is um, set up there. Um, yourself, Andrew, where are you sitting on the ladder? Oh, um, I will have to really quickly check because I think I didn't update it. But I'm, I think I got – I think I didn't move very far. Yeah, 30th. Yeah. So I think maybe last week I was 29th. Okay. So, yeah, pretty much haven't moved. Okay. So you went from about... 29th to 30th. Yeah. My heart so. bleeds for you, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> what have you done, my friend? But my The first number of my FPL Sunday rank is eight, and the other one is five. 85. <laughs> I know. Yeah, that's that's rough. That really is rough. Yeah, it's uh, ex- extremely rough. But uh, anyway, no point sucking about it. But uh, Matty, I, I will, I will definitely suck about it. But I'm not going to do it on this on this platform and and bore you all to death. But um, manager of game week shit show eleven was Mohammed Yassin with their side MEA FC. And I swear Mohammed has won manager of the game week before because I've definitely read out that name. So forty nine points for Mohammed. Um, if you don't mind. Now, would you like me to go through this team? Because there is three donuts in this team. Yeah, I was going to say 49 points doesn't seem like it should be a score that's manager of the week. But yeah, yeah. What, a, what a shit show this week. Yeah, what have we got? What's okay, he, so got team? in Muhammad's team, in goals, was Steel yep. for zero points. Um, okay. Baldock from Sheffield United um, for four points. Nice. Stones, six points. Gabriel okay. with two, Matoma with the six, Saka with the two, Bruno Fernandez, 11 points. Oh, nice. Marcus Rashford, who wasn't allowed to play, um, donut. Martin Erdegaard, who was injured, donut. Erling Haaland, captain, for two points. And would you like to take a guess who Muhammad's um, other striker was? Is it Cameron Archer? No, it is the hat trick hero, Nicholas Jackson. Oh, wow. Okay. And all then right. all right. A sea of zeros on Muhammad's bench. So yeah, considering Muhammad had three donuts in the in in his eleven, he still finished with 49 points. Yeah, but but no minus fours. So that's that's elite management. So that is right there, dodging the the negative score. So yeah, well done, uh, Muhammad. That is an absolute masterclass in FPL management. Um, right there to get that. So yeah, that that just happened to be a game week rank of four hundred and three thousand. So not bad, not bad at all, not bad yeah. at all. I can't remember the last time I saw something like that. So <laughs> from my own this team. week coming, this week coming is is the big week. <laughs> It'll be a red uh, four hundred and three thousand red arrow for me. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's coming. It's coming. But um, anyway, before we finish up, remember you can follow and subscribe um, the FPL Signet Show at FPL Signet on the X on 
the Instagrams and give Andrew a follow on X at FPL underscore point break. And remember to like and subscribe to the podcast and retweets. Everything helps so much for us. And yeah, give us a follow. We we love FPL and we love having you on board as well. So Andrew, game week 12, game week 11 is in the past. I'm like yep. Taylor Swift. I'm going to shake it off. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yep. All right. <laughs> Um, any, anything you, you want to add before we, we finish out? Look, I just think that we need to be positive about the week that's coming. I think it's going to be a big week. I think there's opportunities out there to score, to have a huge game week this week. I'm excited. Um, I can feel so, the red arrow coming already. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I love going into an international break with, um, with a nice juicy green as well. Mm. Um, it's nice to look at that for two weeks rather than looking at, like imagine looking at this game week just gone for two weeks. It would just be, yeah, it would be horrible. So anyway, I can't um, wait for that to happen. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think we're all. I think that it's going to be a. I think it's going to be a big swing this week, and I think a lot of people are going to score a lot of points this week. Mm. That's that's what I'm predicting. You know, in theory, the good thing about being two point something million or whatever I am ranked at the moment is it should technically be easier to get a green arrow, but I will put that to the test of this game week. We'll, we'll see how you go, my friend. Actually, we, we haven't, we, we've, I forgot to pick your brain about what potential transfers you might be making. Do you have one or two transfers? Um, I only have one transfer because last week I, I made the, um I made that, that big move of Zuma to, uh, that's all right. Simicass. Yes. Which I think was, uh, I think it was like one point out, one point in because Zuma didn't play <laughs> and my first bench was one point. But anyway, um, yeah, so I, honestly, I don't know what I'm going to do this week. I, if, if, um, if enough of my players that are flagged end up being fit, I would actually like to roll the transfer. Yep. Um, because I think after the international break, it's always good to have two. Um, and like, there's, there's no rush to get rid of Dan Byrne. Um, even though, you know, he's out for a long time because yeah, I, I think I've got enough bench cover. Like I've got the cells. So, um, yeah, I think. Rolling is one option I've got. Another option I've got is maybe getting rid of Madison, depending on what his injury is. Yeah. Um, you know, I've, I'm thinking like a little cheeky Madison to Martinelli move. Um, or Trossard. No, not Trossard. Because Trossard, I think, is too short term. At least Martinelli Do starts. It. No, I'm not doing Trossard. I think <laughs> I think Trossard, I think I ruled it. I think Trossard's on my ever growing, never never select again list. Um, but yeah, and I guess that, I don't know what the other option would be. Um, probably Dan Byrne out for someone, um, but I don't know who. I don't, I don't really love any of the defensive options that are out there around that price. Yeah. No, it's a good, it's a good point. Yeah. I mean, Liveramento, maybe. Look out. Yeah, could be. I, I could take a punt on your goodwill punting. Hey, that pink guy knows what he's talking about. <laughs> Have you seen his rank? <laughs> I've seen it. I've seen it. I've seen it. Um, <laughs> what about you, man? What What are your thoughts? Look, after the week that we've had, I'm looking at my side and I'm just going, I just, I don't know what to do with this side. Like on paper, it looks good. So I'm, yeah. I, I think I will just roll. If I, I get, if we get news that Madison is playing, then I'll leave it. So, yeah, and I'm. If we I'm get news that Madison is out, play. if Madison if, is if, out, if Madison's out, would you consider getting rid of him, or do you have too much value tied up in him? 
I've got a lot of value tied up in him, but I have no bench whatsoever. So I'd be playing with basically 10 men. So Yeah, so you, you probably have to. Maybe I might have to. I might have to come up with a contingency plan, but I don't want to. But hey, well, could, hey, Muhammad had three upgrade? players in his side that didn't register a single score and one manager of the game week. So, well, that's right. It yeah. can happen to anyone. It could miracles happen. happen. Dreams come true. <laughs> what about um upgrading one of your bench options then, and then uh, holding on to Madison? Like you said, I think I'd rather have two transfers after the international break. Yeah, but you wouldn't rather that compared to playing ten men. Maybe. Although if, I've got Darwin. Out. I have um. I have Darwin Nunez in my side, and after an international break, he doesn't tend to start because he's always flying. No. So, no. yeah, I think well, I think I'd rather have the two transfers and yeah, um, put more pain into my side. <laughs> okay, all right, all right. Well, I'll uh, we'll chat through the week, and I'll try to convince you otherwise as the as the deadline approaches. Let's see. <laughs> but uh, yeah. yeah, thanks everyone for for joining us. Hopefully, you all had a laugh about how terrible this this um. Game week was, that's all we can really do and just drown ourselves with ice cream and alcohol. But, um, yeah, Andrew, good luck for the game week. Thanks, mate. You too. Um, and big uh, big green arrows on the way up from 2.7 million. Fingers crossed. Let's go. We move. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, anyway, good luck to everyone out there and let your defensive sheets be clean and your arrows green. See you, managers.